1: Hello and welcome to another episode of Supercoach Insider. My name is Ben. And I'm Chris. And thank you for joining us for our team-by-team team analysis on
0: Richmond, Chris. Yeah, the uh, the premieres even, I would say. Um, Richmond, obviously, great team. Good to watch. they got a lot of things going for them and I wish they would just start losing. That would be great. but
1: one thing that is going against them, which also kind of goes against the Port Adelaide team. And we've spoken about this a little bit. They are such a team orientated game style that there's not too many premiums that stand out. They don't have too many top tens, which means they're kind of painful for standard because, you know, they're, they're not really shining out as all these great options. And they're also kind of painful for draft leagues as in, you know, they're, they're kind of a lot of it in the middle, Chris. They're very consistent team players.
0: Yeah, the, and they've, this has been a few years. It's the way that they play. They have multi-positional players that play different roles um, and it's definitely sort of the way that they're set up. It's, you know, one in, one out. Um, you know, they all play this, the, the, the buy into the system and um, there's very few players on that team that have really defined this is your only role. Like someone like a Dion Prestia, you're a midfielder. That's all you do. Yeah. Um. Everyone else is very scattered in terms of their flexibility. So
1: yeah, mind you, it is. You do want a team like this and like Port no, it because it's a good thing. Yeah. It's good, but as far as Supercoach, it's not the uh, friendliest thing for those playing at home. But before we move on, Chris, let's hit them with our socials. We yep. are obviously Supercoach Insider. You can find us SC Insider One Hundred. We are on Twitter, Facebook. You can look us up on Spotify, SoundCloud. Uh, Stitcher, uh, was what, what else have we got there, Chris? I uh, what have we got? Google Podcast, iTunes, Radio, etc.
0: Yeah, uh, and of course YouTube. On
1: YouTube, there it is. Search for a Super Insider on YouTube, and please do keep up with all the comments. We love interacting with you all. And uh, I actually had a little touching story the other day, Chris. Someone had um, someone who, who messaged through had a bit of a tough year last year and thanked us for you know kind of doing our little part to help them get through. And it, it has been a challenging year. Obviously, we kind of disappeared at the end of last year, but hey, look, we are back and loving life, and I hope you enjoy what we're bringing you so far.
0: Yeah, I mean, that had nothing to do with touching, but um, cool. No, (laughs)
1: no. (laughs) Uh,
0: When you said touching story, I thought you were going to go on a tangent.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You don't say that. Jeez. (laughs)
0: Um, All right, well, let's get straight into the rookies, guys, because there really isn't much. So this is going to be the shortest rookie um, area in the history of, of rookie areas for our podcast. Um, they only got the two um, two draft picks in and they didn't even get in till pick 40. Um, so they went with a Samson Ryan and at 51, they had a academy pick in uh, Maurice Rioli Jr. So I'm just going to go through Samson. He's actually a uh, Ruckman that's been drafted in. He played in the Quaffle last year for Sherwood. So he's a mature age guy, He's 21. Um, he's still a project ruckman, but they've really got in at a, an overage for a guy because their rucks taken obviously a bit of depth, a uh, hit hit to their depth. So with um, uh, Soldo out for pretty much most of the season with that ACL, um, they've also had Callum Col- Coleman-Jones, who's actually still injured as well. So they wanted to get someone in that if like push comes to shove and they get a couple more injuries, they've at least got someone that can play to the level whose body is AFL ready. He's 206 centimetres and 97 kilos. So he's ready to go if needed. But I wouldn't they they don't expect him to play. He's there for a backup. So no meatloaf needed there? No meatloaf, definitely not. Um and the other one, of course, as you, as well known, Maurice Rioli Jr., um, obviously, uh, he actually could go to three clubs um uh, as part of um father-son and all, all those sort of um different things. Um he ended up going with Richmond, obviously, uh a Rioli at Richmond, who would have thunk it. Um he's 173 centimeters and seventy-three kilos. Um so very small. Um, but he's <laughs> he definitely the needs meatloaf. that meatloaf. Uh, he's obviously very, very quick, very agile, huge tackling, defensive pressure style, small forward. It's his perfect, it fits the Richmond system, it's exactly what they would go for. Um 20 meter sprint speed of two point nine eight seconds. Um and he's obviously got that X factor. Um, small Indigenous forward that's absolutely lightning. So yeah, really, really um, excited to see him play, but it won't be for a while. Write that down. <laughs> You're welcome. That's it. That's that's all the rookies. Um, so I'm sorry, but that is literally it in terms of guys that can come in and make an impact this year. Callum Coleman Jones, if he does get back from injuries, only 160k. That's one I'd be looking at. RCD?
1: Uh, what about yep, RCD? Riley
0: Collier-Dawkins. Yes. Um, I have him currently on my list. So guy that um, hopefully was going to play last year, did end up getting a game, and we've spoken about the guys that have been on the, in the list for a couple of years. Um, they've been able to train as an AFL player, and so they're a little bit further ahead of guys that were drafted this year. Whether or not he gets a game is purely based on if they, they just decide, yep, yeah, we'll throw you in. Because with the system that Richmond have – they could just plug him in round one.
1: Well, they could if he stopped going out down the Gold Coast. That would be much better. Now, <laughs> apparently he's having a great season because St- uh, Stack is stuck all the way in Western Australia. So maybe it's done him done him some good. The world of good. And look, not, they've had- not, um, for, not for Stack, obviously, poor guy.
0: Yeah, obviously they've had a bit of list change. They've, they actually delisted Derek Egmely Smith, which I was shocked with. So there must They just been... got
1: sick of trying to pronounce his name, Chris. Yeah, That's right. why they
0: got rid of him. They delisted Luke English. They um, obviously traded Jack Higgins over to St Kilda. Um, Oleg Markov obviously went over to Gold Coast. And uh, Alex Rance retired. And then Fraser Turner also was delisted. So there's a little bit there in terms of that there's a spot for RCD if he wants it. He's not best 22, but the way that um, Hardwick you know, plays his rookies is that he just, he'll just get him. He'll go, yep, you're in for six games. He'll just give them the, the the game time, so and they do rotate fairly frequently. And so Richmond, a chance.
1: Richmond have been notorious for injuries as well the last few years. That,
0: absolutely. Um
1: now, yep. and still winning.
0: Yeah, and that's but, but the, their depth is huge. Like you look at and this is why the difference between the top teams and the bottom teams is that you go through their twenty two to twenty five and they're still very serviceable players. Plus, they've got youth coming through,
1: and then you get Essendon's depth.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Um, so
1: that's the point we're making. We're not being harsh, but as in, if Essendon do lose a lot of players to injury, they are screwed.
0: All right. So, uh, from the back line, uh, in terms of their best 22 that I've got here, I've got Grimes, Asprey, Vlosten, uh, short, the, the goat, Bolter, and then Baker on the half back line. I've gone with McIntosh, Edwards and Pickett, um, on the wing. Half forward line, Lambert, Rewalt, and Martin, of course, Uh, and then uh, Castagna, Lynch and Bolton. So Bolton will obviously still play uh, some mid-minutes, but he'll start out of a pocket. In the ruck, Nank, because obviously Soldo is injured and will not be coming back for a long time. Cochin and Prestia, and on the bench I've got Graham, Rioli, Broad and Hooley. Um, now, Cooley's uh, injured as well, I believe. I don't think he's going to be back early.
1: Uh, yeah, he blew his calf in the grand final. So he's been working his way back yep. um, and that was earlier in this year. So I doubt he's just ready yet.
0: So that's where the spot opens up right now for RCD. But, they, I mean, look at this depth. So this that, that's not including Caddy. They've still got Stack. They've got Ross, Nash, Arts, who was actually a very good best 22 player last year. Yep. Then we've got Callum Coleman-Jones as well and, of course, RCD. Shoal, who's been in and out of the side uh, with injury, and Garthwaite that's also been in and out of the side due to injury. So they've just got players that can cover yep. every aspect. Um, it's one of their v- very big strengths, but I do see an opportunity and potentially even round one for RCD. So it's definitely keep an eye on him in the preseason. He's one that can definitely play.
1: Yeah, it's funny. See, for me, I actually think that um... – yeah, Hooley, yes, I think Hooley will still definitely be playing. But when you're looking at Cotchin, I actually think Cotchin is at the age where full season, full tilt inside, I think he's going to be pinching in the middle more and probably finding a different role some part through the
0: season. I don't know. That's just – Sometimes he's been forced inside because, yeah, you've had injuries to keep her personnel.
1: Or, or they need someone to lift them and he's their kind of go-to. But for yep. me, I, I, I don't know, just gut feeling is is that Cochin's just getting a little bit slower – And he's still a great decision-maker, but when you look at, you know, that's why I think uh, Bolton, et cetera, have been in there probably more likely. I still think that, yeah, there is room for someone else to go into that midfield mix.
0: Yeah, yeah, potentially, and that could be RCD, definitely. Um, So, look, I suppose we get into the premiums, and like we already alluded to, there really isn't many premiums worth talking about, but obviously the key one there is Dusty Martin. Yes. Um, so he's a forward again, so that that, that makes it a little bit easier. Um, but he's only only averaged 100 and look, that's pretty good. Like I know it's not amazing, but the fact that he's done it so consistently over however long the Dusty's been, been going at it, he's reliable, he plays games, he does everything you want, he's good to watch. Um, he can go big, but he can have a 60 in it as well.
1: Yeah, but that's like a any kind of forward really. He's played 166 out of 171 games the last 8 year. Yep. Now, people are saying like, "Oh, the Brownlow year he he absolutely, you know, killed it." So, I'm going to take out so obviously, obviously over the 6-year period including his Brownlow, I'm getting rid of the Brownlow, Chris. Now, over that 5-year period that excludes his Brownlow year, he still averages 103.6 over that period. That's insane. Right? He's still a very good option, and that's excluding when he nearly averaged 120. He is still a very good player. He still plays nearly every single game.
0: And he's running PBs.
1: And he's running – well, he beat the forwards. I mean, come on. I mean, trying to beat Tom Lynch is no mean feat. So (laughs) um, I still think he's a great option, and he has been in my side a little bit. Now, the problem is, is again, he probably doesn't have the hurt factor as much of late, but he's someone who could – when he wants to pull it out, average you 105 to 108 quite convincingly.
0: Yeah. I There's no way that I would see Dusty in a side and say you're making a mistake. The only reason why he's not currently in my side is because Dusty always drops cash and he's 541K and I can guarantee you I'll pick him up somewhere between 450 and 500 in six, seven weeks. Nah.
1: 450 no 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 he's he's basically basement price at 540 he might no drop way. he
0: might drop to like he's 4 only averaging a 100 mate. he
1: might drop to like 475 480 he's not that's, going to 450 that's what i said you somewhere said 450.
0: between 450
1: to 500k yeah but not four. i mean that's a
0: large stretch
1: it is a stretch
0: um no that's he's definitely possible to do that he'll bottom out somewhere
1: Now, so this year just gone, he played. loves a
0: 60 in his score for for no reason. He played
1: 16 games. He had 700s though, which is why it hasn't been as great for him in 2020. He had a 126, 147 and a 184. So he still had a few big games in there, which really inflated that average up. Did get tagged by Conker on a 60. uh, So 54, I think it was. He got tagged by Conker and he also had a 66 in there as well. He's definitely
0: the one that gets tagged in that midfield.
1: Yes, I do agree, and uh, but again, with you know, looking at Cochin and these other guys, I still think Dusty needs to play more midfield time than he's been given, and he's he's great. he won't
0: this year. He's great in the forward line, but he'll be spending more time forward. I don't see it though. You because have the re-world... rotations and stuff like that. He's the oh, guy. he that's will rest go forward. He yeah, will rest, but Absolutely. he
1: his game, his time on ground. Right, So in 2019, he played like 83% time on ground. I could see him playing more 90% time on ground this year.
0: Yeah, and he'll be spending more time forward. That's what I'm saying.
1: No, Still a lot of midfield time, but then resting forward and then straight back in the guts. So I think that 90% time on ground, I see him definitely getting a, a huge smash in that midfield, rest forward, play with some one-on-one, get those other guys up while he rests and try and kick some goals at the same time.
0: Well, do you think that he can increase his average or do you think that increase. he'll just maintain?
1: No, I think he increases. I Okay, think he so goes wh- what does he go? 105.
0: Okay. Is that, is it worth it? I mean, it's Uh, not like, it's, it's, it's a 50 50. Here's what it is. I reckon you, you, if you're looking at, um, at steel side bottom, you could save your 50K and get Dustin Martin.
1: Oh, I would go Dusty over steel side bottom 100%. Because
0: I think they'll probably average similar. Nope. Yeah. Dusty is
1: going to absolutely wipe the floor with side bottom. I would take that bet easily. Any money, any day, any bet.
0: I wouldn't bet against it, but like, I'm not taking the over/under on it, but um, I think for 50k more in your bank, I reckon Dusty's a much better pick.
1: Now, um, so what's that worth? Five points? I reckon Dusty goes five points more.
0: T- yeah, Tigers are, are have At the least. middle buy, so that's a consideration. So it's not exactly optimal, but it's not bad. Um, I like my, Dusty as a pick. I think it's. I think it's a good pick. I, th- I think yep. you can't really go wrong. Um, as far as I mean, the four premiums are shit. Oh, so that you know, yes and no. He's well, probably
1: one of the safest. Yeah, a, along with Dangerfield, except Dusty hasn't had a, a shit preseason. So absolutely, Um I do like him for that reason. And and here's the thing, though, is that for me, Marshall is in a lot of sides and warranted. He has forward ruck eligibility. But who do you think has the better chance of averaging a hundred between Martin and Marshall? Marshall to go hundred. Yep. Yeah. See, I think just it's, roll. Yeah. It's
0: because with the ruck time, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but again, Dustin sometimes sometimes he just gets lost. Or there'll be games where he gets all the CBAs and then goes forward, but then doesn't impact the game forward. Or he gets tagged. Like again, Marshall's not getting tagged. Marshall runs around literally no one on him half a game. It's ridiculous. And he's just like floating behind the pack, taking an intercept grab. Or when he's in the ruck, he's not getting tagged. Yeah. Like I, I really like okay, so Let's say that they are the, – I think they're a similar price. There might be 10, well, k between and, them.
1: And Dunkley, which is – we're going to throw this into a three-way debate. Now, I have had Dusty Martin in my side and it looks it looks serviceable. It looks good. It looks like, you know, they're going to be fairly consistent and I'm happy that he has the last buy and it looks like he's going to play every round, averaging me 100 to 105, and I'm happy with that.
0: Yep, but then you're look, getting what you pay for. But then
1: I'll look at Dunkley, right? Now, Dunkley might not go as high, but he sure as hell has a better ceiling, he has better scope, and he has more hurt factor based on recent performances.
0: Um, it's yeah, a, it's a what, hard
1: one. It's riskier. It's more risky go, to go Dunkley over over Dusty. But Dunkley has an ability to hurt you more over the season than Dusty. Well,
0: depending, potentially. But depending. Best here, case. We're talking best case. Here's, here's why Dustin probably hurts you more. Dustin's in 38% of sides right now. Ooh, That's I, huge.
1: Dunkley's 27?
0: Yeah. So you've, there's a much, much higher chance that Dusty hurts you. Just based on ownership percentage, because not having him could really hurt a week a, when that's he goes a, big. That's a lot. It's a huge amount.
1: Mm. And are you banking against him then?
0: Well, I'd love to know. I said what, what I'd love to know is like how many percentage of the top ten percent is that? So, of the top ten percent of Supercoach players, like the generally getting the top ten percent. How many of those guys are running Dusty? Or is Dusty just a casual selection?
1: Yeah. Well, it would easily be a casual.
0: That's what I mean.
1: People come in, they're not used to playing. They see Dusty and Danger up there. They don't even know Danger's injured. He's probably in 50% of sides. Yeah. And they just throw the people they know at the top of the list and going, wonderful.
0: Well, I am looking at Dustin as a guy I upgrade to in round 14. So he gets me through that last buy he's, I have him for the rest of the season and he generally goes huge in the back end of seasons. So they that's, have the middle
1: buy, do they? They
0: do. Okay. Yeah. So it's right. someone that I'm, I'm looking at now, you know, I look at the players like that and I go, okay, well, how can they most help my side? And I definitely need someone from those middle buyers. That's going to be able to take my forward line because of what I'm running. Um, so he's the one. So it's probably going to be someone like a, uh, Danaher or Azebo, they go bang straight to Martin in round 14. So,
1: Martin and Dunkley are your upgrade targets, then, yeah. Both uh, have the same
0: buy, yeah. Uh, I don't necessarily, I, as independent, maybe Dunkley. At, that,
1: at that point, though, you will know if you need Dunkley at that point, yeah,
0: absolutely, yeah, yeah. Dunkley is such an odd one, and we'll probably get through it more on the Western Bulldogs pod, but I, I just haven't seen it yet. People are jumping all over him, like, oh my god, he's available as a forward. I'm like, I don't know what his role is going to be, I got no idea. I don't. I'm not spending 550k on someone I literally don't know what their role is. That's just that's madness to me right now. Madness. Madness.
1: Um. At least when you, the other year I think what was he a 92 average and if you took a risk there that worked out. But yeah, of it's a cheap It's a cheaper risk. You're paying, you know, at 100 average for a guy that might actually get you 95. I, I don't hate the Dunkley pick. It's it's a risk reward and these are the why. I know it's not that pod, but. We throw up Dusty with two similar kind of players because you need to understand the reasons you're going there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yep. I um, mean, if you just have a look at um, the way Dustin Martin scores his points and when he scores his points, he generally goes a little bit lighter at the start of the year and comes home really strong. So that's just another consideration. Very much like danger in how he goes about it. I'm not sure if that's by design. It could be literally they just gear him up for finals. They try and get him through the early part of the season. Yeah. Or that just could be how it. Yeah.
1: Well, what's the point in banging off going 100% to start the year when you know you're playing finals? You know you need to get cherry ripe and it doesn't matter if you're not feeling it to start with. You can kind of have that luxury to ease your way in back half of the year it's like right time to get serious we're now getting closer to finals i need to really up my game up my energy and intensity and start showing people like we mean business like shit just got real
0: yeah absolutely i i there and they're all valid considerations again not saying that dusty's a bad pick i really like the pick i think it's i if i had to go one two three dusty steel and dunkley he's the one for me steel um side bottom oh right sorry sorry um, if I throw Marshall in there, Marshall gets the edge for me because of the ruck backup.
1: Right. So Marshall then Dusty is what you're saying?
0: Yeah. Well, for me, yeah. But okay. I mean, everyone's different with their side um, and how they're setting up. I find the value of having someone being able to jump into that ruck uh, and potentially save you a trade. Yes. And or, or save a your points. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Right. I, I find as that, that that extra. Um, flexibility yep. is really valuable to me.
1: Yeah, I agree. Very valuable. Marshall has pretty much been in my side the whole time without leaving for that simple fact. And if I'm running Max uh, Max Gorn,
0: could... You know he's going to miss a game. Well, he could miss he a game. He just always misses one, maybe two games. Yep. so that yep. kind
1: of gives you a little bit of coverage for that and that's the risk you take there. So, interesting. That was a, definitely a long talk on Dustin Martin. Let us know. Give us a comment and a shout outs what you're thinking with Dusty. Are you starting him? Are you thinking of upgrading him uh, do you think he's going up? And that is pretty much all the scope we have with that one. So next one is we'll move on to other premiums that, you yeah, know, basically we're now into draft relevancy. Chris?
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, look, there,
1: there's a couple around. There's, there's but,
0: two that I like. Like Short? Mm, so I like Short um, and I like Prestia. I am questionable on Bolton, but I can see why the appeal is there. Um I just want to have a look quickly at stats for our uh, four short without Huly. So
1: okay, I've got it here. Oh,
0: ah, okay then. Uh, okay, Don't worry so, about that. well,
1: geez, what do you think I do in my spare time, Chris? <laughs> Everyone knows now. So okay, short had seven hundreds. He had a one fourteen, one eighteen, one twenty five, one twenty six. A low of 75, which not many people know. He is very serviceable, very consistent.
0: (laughs) 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 Oh, what a (laughs) whack.
1: Oh, Chris. Um, You're welcome. You're welcome. So very reliable. Now, he actually averaged you 8.7 points more in 2020 without Hooley. Yep. And he averaged 9.2 points more in 2018 without Hooley. So it really does depend on his
0: role. And right now he's injured, but he is a key cog to their wheel. So, um, yeah, I'd, that's why I'm like, he's got potential. I yep. love him in draft.
1: Well, I think when Hooley came back in, the role was his Yeah, when that that point came. And I think they need to now look at that future. Hooley has pulled calves left, right, and center. Even preseason last year, you know, calf niggle, calf niggle, gets into the grand final, blows his calf, keeps playing. So that can't even be good in the longevity in the long run. He completely tore himself to shreds and it was the grand final. He played through it.
0: Yeah, well, good on him for so, that. So, Yeah, oh, for sure. Like, play good too.
1: Good on him, but how's your calf going to handle that coming back? Well that, – That's hard, man. Like for, for him – They'll take
0: it easy on him this year. And they've got, you know, obviously a ready-made replacement in Jaden Short. Um, what's he averaging this year? I'm saying even if he gets a little bit of a bump – now, we've got to remember we've got to take a little bit out for the fact that um, – for his role last year and accumulations, etc. I reckon Max he could average 100 which makes him a top 10 forward easily. Defender. Which, yeah, uh, sorry defender. Um the can you can you rely on Jaden Short? No, I, I, he, he's someone that you if he averaged you
1: 100 you'd be like yeah that's about right. He's a good player, consistent, he has the role.
0: He's not going to hurt you though. He's not going to go bigger than that, right? Like surely but not.
1: Are you going to go to the bank and put money on him to average 100? No, he could easily average you 88 to a hundred and anywhere in between depending on any given year.
0: Well, at his price is five twenty K that's the same as Luke McDonald. Oh, it's actually more expensive. Than he Luke is. McDonald. Yep. And I, I just personally feel like the ceiling for Luke McDonald is much higher. I agree. So I don't know if you, I don't, you, it, you're not running both, right? Like you can't no. run two with that.
1: No. And in draft leagues, 100% McDonald is going ahead of short.
0: Hopefully not. He will <laughs> no, he will, but but if he's not, not, if
1: Luke McDonald's there and you can get him as your D three or something like that, D two, you'd be you'd be pretty stoked.
0: Yeah, you would. Yeah.
1: Um Prestia, four forty six K, next one will go on two, average ninety two point four in twenty twenty. He did go one oh three uh one oh one point three in twenty nineteen. Now in that year. Yes, the recap twenty
0: nineteen,
1: the back end of that year, he averaged one twelve over the last eleven rounds, including four one twenties. Yep. So he is someone who is highly underrated. This uh, is
0: a this is a guy that at his price point, you, you're looking at Cunnington, you're looking at him, and you're looking at uh, Taranto. I would 450K. be well,
1: – let see. Taranto and Prestia heads to head for me.
0: So here's the thing. Um, Taranto role issues, Dion Prestia body issues, Cunnington
1: – Everything.
0: Uh,
1: body issues, not really role.
0: Body and oh, – yeah, no role issues. And time on body. ground issues, yeah. Yeah. Um, they've all got question marks. Who's going to win?
1: Oh, it's, it's, God. A, it's a three-legged. Put your
0: one, two, three there, mate.
1: It's a three-legged race, Chris. Uh, so now here, here's Put the benefit. Put
0: your 50K on it and go to
1: <laughs> Pretty much. Again, when in doubt, go to Rau.
0: Yeah, I like it. Much better idea.
1: We should, can we bless him? Hashtag bless. Let's, let's bless Rau. Let's bless
0: a little. I love a little Richmond podcast talk about Matt Rouse. I know.
1: Everything's coming it's to so Rau. You know how hyped he is. He's like. Yeah, Gary Ablett when it came out, everyone just starts talking about him, except he's this, this little known little Ranger boy wearing his, you know, triple layered shirts under shirts and on sunscreen across and his, his entire zinc. Face. Oh, <laughs> mate, and tucked in <laughs> shirts. He's
0: he's bringing class back boys. Someone you take home to mum, right? Am I am I right or am I right? Yeah, someone you would. You're welcome.
1: Um, so let's just quickly round out. So Preston, you know, that this is the little fun fact, and this is why he's a smoky in draft leagues, and I would be extremely keen on him this year. He's finally having an uninterrupted preseason.
0: Yeah. I like him in, even in standard. I've had him in my standard team a little bit when I again when I wanted to extend my out to an M six. I've looked at him quite a bit. Uh,
1: it would not surprise me if he actually went like one hundred five plus to one. He could if he everything if he puts yeah. everything together, he yep. could go one hundred five to one ten, and I would not be extremely surprised.
0: No, neither would I. Um, and again, he's he's the uh, one of the only guys in that entire Richmond list that you can be like. Yeah, Presti is a midfielder, and that's all he does.
1: And there's upside.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like he's the he's the only one that like, he's not going to go rest forward. He's if if he's on the field, he's playing in the guts. That's all he does. Yeah. Um, he's just got to get his body right. If he can get his body right for twenty two games, he could be a jet. Yep. I just don't know it's there.
1: Well, see, he had issues previously with what was it, his knee, or he had something going on where he was only always
0: ankle or something. Yeah,
1: yeah, I think knee, ankle was twenty twenty, but before that, he was only training like once a week and playing. Yeah, he wasn't wasn't able even when he got to Richmond. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, first season, yeah. Right. So
1: if he's actually at that point now where he can train multiple times a week without things flaring up, etc., first preseason in a while uninterrupted, Mm -hmm. and apparently he's come back um, in fine fettle.
0: He in, indeed fit as a fiddle. Now I think that's pretty much the premiums uh, outside of that. I mean, as I said, Shea Bolton, people are interested in him. He, he had some cracker games last season.
1: Yep. 15 games, average 86.1. He's a forward mid and uh, look, he's spoken about cause he, he averaged 90 the last 10 rounds. Yep. But he averaged 77, the first five. So the interesting thing is that there was no Prestia as well in 2020, not much of. Prestier only played, what, six games? Mm-hmm. Uh, five games, actually. So And Edwards only played six games. So there was definitely room to experiment. And he was one that really did rise up in the challenge. But now it's going to be, well, I see him playing as a lot more forward in 2021 with pinch hits in that.
0: If they don't have injuries, he's not getting that mid-time. In that
1: mid-time, yeah. Well, but yeah, because you, you look at that. Edwards was gone. Presty was gone. So I think Bolton, even though he was dynamic and looked really good, I think he'll be forward more. He probably maybe even mixes up with or um, Dusty in that sort of I rotation agree. mix because they're a similar kind of X factor in that midfield.
0: The problem is you're picking him to be a top 10 forward, right? And at 460K, like that's the only option. Uh, it's I think it's hugely risky. There's not really enough of a reason for him to have another breakout. He's that's he's just had his breakout to eighty six. Can he go more? I reckon maximum ninety. Absolute maximum. Which means you can't pick him. There's there's no point in picking him. You you may as well if you're gonna spend that sort of money, you may as well go to Degoe or something like that, oh. like with a huge upside.
1: No, I was even saying, um, Port Adelaide, you should be going with
0: Rosie, yep. Rosie, ninety. Or, or well, save but- yourself, Butters is almost the same price. Well,
1: save yourself ninety thousand and go Rosie, and he will average
0: you more. Or so. you know, um, Heaney looks like he's coming. But he, uh, you know, he's he's obviously coming back from an injury at the moment, and he's not. I think he's in match sim, but he's not a hundred percent. So they're just working him back.
1: Yep, he looked good in some of that match sim though. He, he did. He's pretty much spun on a dime, picked it up, and handballed it in one motion, and looked like a freak.
0: That's classic, uh, I do I do opinion. like him. Yeah,
1: it is. Uh, okay, so rounding out though, Nankervis in that ruck, he played seven games at an 82.4 average.
0: Now Just too he, expensive.
1: Well, he averaged, oh, yeah, for standard. Now we're going draft relevance. There's yep. no more standard here. Uh, 62.8 average with Soldo and average 108.7 without. So he is draft value 100%. You can pick him up late. Obviously, 82 sort of average. You'll be able to get him as your ruck with no issues and mm-hmm. he should average you high 90s if anything. Yep. I agree. Um, Next one is I think Trent Cochin's a little bit over the hill. He's only averaged here like 80 flat the last couple of years. Uh, Does the job though. He's 31 this year. So he's not too old, but old enough. He had 390s, 300s. He also had lows of 33, 50, 63, 67. Played 24 out of 39 the last two years. So I'm not overly excited with Cochin, which is why I think he might actually end up being a little bit more of a role player at some point, whether it's this year or soon. Makes sense. I think that's the transition you kind of have to make there. Vlostin, uh, another interesting one. Average ninety this year, ninety one point two in twenty nineteen. I actually, I'm actually starting to take note now of people that got really big knockouts. So he got knocked out in the grand final, massively by Dangerfield. So if he got another hit at the start of this year, surely there would be even more considerations and and cautiousness. Yep. Same as um, well. They,
0: they they miss a guaranteed one. Well, game. they do, but so, as in,
1: I'm looking at people who have been knocked out recently. Yeah. And in a bad way. So for me, it was like. Um, Ro- uh, not Rosie, um, Dersma, Dersma, <laughs> Chris Main. Well, I'm more relevant people, so <laughs> Vlosten and Dersma got knocked out. You're massively. saying Chris <laughs> Main's
0: not relevant. Who are you? <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> a non-Collingwood supporter, um, but yeah, they got knocked out in a big way. So these are people I'm just starting to keep an eye on for draft, even those who have copped a real – and we're talking not a little knock or a little knockout, we're talking, know, yeah, massively clonked. So, yeah, um. Hulu we spoke about again, so interrupted preseason, blown his calf, 33 years old, constant calf issues, are void at all costs. Uh, Edwards uh, only played six games, but 200s, including a 111 and a 119. He's 33 in 2021 and very, very, very role-reliant.
0: Yeah, of course, yeah. Uh, even guys like Kane Lambert, you know, they can they can pump out some decent scores, but only averaged 80. I mean, these are all guys who are just going to round out your, your forward line or your defence line or your, 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 on your bench in midfield, et cetera.
1: Yep. Now, avoid Jack Graham in draft leagues. He played 12 games at an 83.1 average. Looks good. You get to that last kind of bench option. You see Graham, 83 average, and he looks kind of looks kind of nice there, Chris. But he averaged 63 with Prestia and 89.8 without. Yep. Averaged 70.5 with Edwards and averaged 89.4 without Edwards. So you kind of look at those games and think, for it's me. It's role,
0: obviously. It's yeah.
1: role. And, and for me, I, I do like Graham, but he's not going to be one to set the world to light and avoid him in draft leagues, guys.
0: Pretty much. Um, obviously, they're two big forwards, uh, Lynch and Rewalt, guys that you can pick up because they can win you a game, but that's about it. Like, Lynch, Don't expect a lot. Lynch should be doing a lot better. He should. He's I, actually cheaper this year than he was last year. I can't believe it. Well, forwards got screwed last year. Yeah. He is,
1: uh, fairly enough. Can you
0: see him averaging you know, in the 85 to 90 category again? Or uh, I
1: don't know if I'm going to get 85, 90, but in draft leagues, you could pick, pick him up on your bench easily. I think he could average you 80 plus. I think the... Curse of the Fords is gone. I think that he has to now start stepping up. I think Rewalt now needs to, you know, less will be put on him. He'll be that try and get up around the ground a little more or he might just not run as much and play forward pocket. I don't know. But Tom Lynch has to stand up at some point and he's been there now for a couple of years. He gets
0: the goals at least. His
1: body, so. yeah, but he needs to do more now. I think this is the time. I finally expect him to go back to 80 plus. He did have some great uh, highs. He got another 109 and a 113. So he can always go big. But 2020 had lows of 30, 35, 42, 55, 58, and 61, but that was the forward curse. So I actually flag him as value in draft leagues. I'm not going there in standard.
0: Yeah, fair call. I, I, there's just better options.
1: And I think last one we're kind of watching out, just to finish us up here. So Liam Baker, we spoke about a little bit, average 78, average 82 in the last nine rounds. He had nine more SC without Hooley, so someone who could actually start quite well and you could trade him off at a premium. So he's someone that I would be not too upset with to have him on my defensive side as my D5 or obviously you'd rather him on your bench to give you some flexibility, Chris.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. I I actually had Liam Baker in um, a few drafts last year and he went all right for me, so not too bad. And this wouldn't be a
1: Richmond podcast without saying, fuck you, Caddy. (laughs) You're
0: not even best 22 anymore, Caddy.
1: Yes. F caddy, but he did – he was injured on uh, round 7 on 18. Supercoach injured round 18 on 59. His true average is actually more like 70.3, so there is some value there. And who knows what's happening with stack at this point in time. Um, yeah, I guess we'll wait and see. How. Yeah,
0: wait and see on stack, see how it all unfolds.
1: We'll wait and see how it stacks up. <laughs> and, look, that's it, guys. Nice and quick, nice and simple on the Richmond front. So, again – Uh, More draft relevance than anything, so thank you for tuning in and um, let us know your thoughts. Catch you next time. Alrighty, bye. Bye Bye-bye.
0: Bye!